Cool. Well, here I am with Chris Gore, all the way from Reading, and um, it's uh, as we were just saying, it's the easiest guest speaker organisation ever. But for those that don't know who you are, Chris, why don't you just give an introduction of uh, you're married, you've got three girls, um, and you're a pastor in a small church in Reading, California. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what, what? Just yeah, give us an overview of who you are, what you do, and uh, and then we'll jump into a few questions. So. Yeah. Well, hello everyone. It's uh, great to great to be with you. And I, I am a I am a New Zealander. If you don't know, and uh, uh, came from New Zealand, moved over here in two thousand six, and I've been pastoring here at the uh, Bethel Church. And so I'm the director of the healing ministries here, overseeing all the healing all the healing ministries from frontline services, nine services in a weekend through to, uh, you know, the healing rooms and uh, also have a significant part of my uh, life as part of, as traveling about a hundred days a year, which is in this season, it's been uh, zero. <laughs> it's quite <laughs> funny at the beginning of the year. Um, I was with you, I was down there in Australia in February, but over Christmas I was praying and I heard the Lord say it was going to be a year of rest. And uh, I've been preaching about rest, just thinking it was going to be, you know, I think in his meaning like a position of the heart, you know, like, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I didn't think he meant quite this much, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're just, uh, we're at home and uh, not doing a whole lot right now. just uh, spending more time on the computer. So yeah, so that's kind of my role yeah. and uh, 15 years now we've been here. 15 years. Wow. There you go. Well, and where in New yeah. Zealand, where in New Zealand are you from? We uh, we were from Auckland on Auckland's North Shore in uh, the city of uh, Takapuna. Yeah, so spent I uh, lived there for about twenty years. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So you're thirty five. Yep. That's good. No. 30, 20 years. No. Just kidding. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, um, before we get into maybe some more deep theological questions, uh, why don't why don't you just tell us? Uh, I just I think these are good questions just for people to get to know you. Uh, three people right now. I'll go dead or alive because often people find it find it challenging. You can't say Jesus. Um, who you would love to have dinner with right now? If you could invite anyone over for dinner, uh, dead or alive, who would it be? It would be two of my greatest heroes. Would probably be uh, John G. Lake. Um, another great hero would be Wigglesworth. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be two of my greatest heroes. That two, two obviously dead. And I'll give you one alive one that I probably have. I have a huge amount of time for, and I know that some of the body don't necessarily appreciate him, uh, but I do. Uh, and I'd love to have dinner with him. It'd be Joseph Prince. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I'd love. I'd love to be. He'd be. That would be a, a great conversation. Joseph Prince, John G. Lake, Wigglesworth, Chris Gore. Yeah, I'll be I'm actually, I'll be I'm actually I'm meant to be at Joseph Prince's church in uh, November. Okay. Cool. If, cool. if things open up. So, yeah. We, yeah, we uh, invited, I think one so of, hope to go. I think one of the couples actually in our church uh, were, were from, from his church. Uh, I've got that wrong, sorry. But I, I, think, yeah, I think they were. So, um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Hey, another question. Um, one book that you would recommend anyone, everyone needs to read this book, can't be the book of John or, you know, um, <laughs> uh, one book that's kind of impacted your life significantly. Oh, that would, that would have to be Awakened to Righteousness, right? <laughs> oh, Mark's going to love, love that. I might edit that out. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> That uh, no, that was that was a great book, and it really helped me put uh, it really helped me put some wording to my thoughts. And uh, didn't he do? He's done a great job. Yeah, yeah, he did. It really, it really did help me. You know, and it's like the, not the theology wasn't the theology for me wasn't new, but it mm -hmm. helped me to better articulate what I was feeling and some of the theological standpoints that I had. So, yeah. Yeah, great book. Yeah, I agree. It was not yeah. new revelation, but it was the articulation of 
especially the uh, sin being personified on the outside, I think. That, yeah, yeah, so tell them to send me a royalty for that endorsement. Ten <laughs> percent. <laughs> uh, good. Praise God. Um, yeah, and one one more. What what would be something that you do for fun, like something that just you know is is maybe relaxed time or recreational time or. Um, yeah. There's, um, I, I've really enjoyed in this season um, because, you know, there's a lot of downtime at home. And uh, so I've picked up woodworking. And, right. Uh, yes. And I've uh, always used to be a woodworker and love to work with wood. And so I've totally, you've been in my house, so I need to send you a photo of my new kitchen. So okay. I got bored. I ripped out the study. I don't know if you remember where the study was. I ripped out the study and I made it into, and I doubled. So I took my kitchen right through to the study. So I doubled the size. Yeah, yeah. Of my kitchen, and then I built a uh, butler's pantry. And, uh, and so I've got a brand new kitchen and I've replaced all my floors in my house. And I've just basically uh, redone the whole inside of my house in the season. So I've just really been enjoying it. I just find it very th therapeutic. I've also really enjoyed picking up my hand again to go fishing. So I've been to Florida to go fishing three times in the last six weeks, and I'm off again in a couple of days. And uh, just really, I find that most, most relaxing. I go about 60 kilometers, 70 kilometers out, uh, out to sea and uh, in a super powerful boat. And uh, just, we can get out there in a couple of hours and uh, just, you know, cell phone doesn't work and can't see any land as far as you can see. And we just fish out there for the day and then come back in. And uh, mm. so I've really been enjoying that. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. So you've just done what Jesus did, fishing and carpentry. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that, yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Yes, no, that would be. I'm um, keen. Send me some photos. They're remember. on my Instagram. Some of those photos. Are okay, I'll have to. I'll have the to Instagram, have a look. but I was the tiler is. I've done it all myself, but the tiler. I don't want to do tiling in my kitchen, so the tiler is oh, no. So when when the tiler's done, and then I'll put the cabinet doors on, then I'll send you photos. So yeah, yeah, in like two done. weeks, and, and yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll send you a before and after. It looks it looks pretty impressive. Yeah, that's good. I look yeah. Cool. Um, hey, I know something in my life, Chris, where having, I guess, segueing off of the Awake the Righteousness book and, uh, you know, identity has been a huge thing. And I know those that, you know, were um, with you April last year, was that April last year, April, May last year, yeah. Yeah, I think so, um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, you, you uh, spoke a lot on identity in terms of, um, you know, everything we do comes about our, out of our identity. How, and for me, that was my journey with in regards to healing uh, in the pursuit of healing and obviously all the healing rooms, director at Bethel. Um, how, how was it for you in, was, was like for me, I got an, I had an awakening to my righteousness and, uh, and then after that, I was like, well, hang on, if this is true, then this means I can heal the sick and I can cast out demons and I can do all this stuff as well. Um, did you, was that something that you grew up with growing up in the church healing um, was it something you stumbled into was it something that you were like hey, I'm hungry to see this what, what, what's the story there yeah I think it's been it's definitely been a progressive journey um, it's not something that I grew up with I grew up very much in you know just traditional performance Christianity um, so it's been it's <laughs> doing you know Christian gymnastics and you know, but it was probably the probably the the beginning of that journey started um, probably about thirteen years ago. Even when I was here at Bethel, um, where I actually picked up uh, Joseph Prince's book *Destined to Reign*, and I read that book, and I was really really impacted by it. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a bunch of stuff in here that I've never heard taught in the church before, and uh, so that was kind of the beginning of the process of you know of things beginning to change on just on the heart of the father because we can know him as we can know him as god but we don't know him as father and i realized that i didn't really know him that well as father i knew him as god and so i began to go on this journey of like you know this is what i need to go into research more because if we don't have some of those fund fundamental 
foundations down in our life, what we end up doing is healing the sick becomes more out of principle than it does out of presence. So it's yeah. easy to teach somebody the principles, but they don't know the prince. And yeah. uh, and principles I've discovered don't bring don't uh, don't bring long lasting fruit. You know, so you can get someone excited on a principle, but in a matter of time they're like, yeah, but you know, it's like it's not it's not sustainable. But when mm-hmm. you capture that heart of the father and you're really operating out of the presence, it, it's that's what brings you know, and knowing our identity, that's what brings that long term fruit. Yeah, yeah, so it's good. It's, it's a journey, and it's definitely layer on layer. There's stuff that continuously uh, keeps getting unfolded, even in this current season of COVID nineteen. There's been fresh stuff that's been that's been unfolded because I've been able to slow down enough to kind of hear God a little better. You know, sometimes we get so busy just doing that we're not being. You know, mm, so there's mm. been in this season where there's just stuff that He's really been driving home with me. Yeah, that's great. I know, Chris, I'd love you to just share um, around, you know, we have a, 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 you know, Mark coined the phrase, I think, or or maybe Dave Ridley did, but, you know, Jesus is the truth about God, Jesus is the truth about us, and that's been a a prominent theme uh, for me using different language, but um, that thought around, well, Jesus is, is the example now, you know, Hebrews 1, Colossians 1, um, you know, he's the exact imprint of our nature. He's the exact representation of, uh, sorry, of, of God's nature. He's the exact representation of the Father. Um, all of those things. Um, and I know, and I, I so appreciate um, Bill and Randy and these guys that have, you know, pursued that and fought for yourself, that have fought for um, healing as a non-negotiable, you know, a, a, a part of the normal Christian life, really, as this mm. is, should be a part of. Uh, how have you, and I know obviously I, I love your story. I remember when I heard it uh, uh, in Reading eight, 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 nine years ago now, um, and then hearing obviously your personal story with Charlotte um, and, and, and so uh, uh, amazing. How have you maintained that in your own personal life, obviously as a father who you know has a special needs child um, yourself, but and then seeing, you know, week in, week out, these in, incredible miracles um, and not letting the circumstances dictate truth, rather letting Jesus um, be the standard. How, how have you done that in your own personal life, in your own personal walk? What's been the fuel that sustained you in that? I'd love, I'd love you to speak into yeah, that. I, I, yeah, I think that the fuel for that would have to be purely Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. and... And I, I, I really do believe that many people, what they do is they lower the word of God to their standard and then they live out of their experience or their standard. And then they begin to become offended at things that don't happen because they've pulled, uh, they've pulled the word of God to their experience and now they live out of their experience. And, and it's, a dangerous, it's a dangerous position to be in, you know, because we end up, I, I believe that we're making a God in our own, in our own image. When we, when we conform the word of God to our experience and we live out of, we really made God in our own image, just to say, well, you know, he chooses to heal. He, you know, if it's his will, I mean, that's a God in his, that's a God in our image. It's not the, that's not what the word of God says is that Jesus is our role model. So I think you've probably heard me say this quote before, but he's not, he's not a window. We're looking to see who we can become. He's a mirror. We look to see who we already are. Mm-hmm. And and that's, you know, obviously, you know, Hebrews 1, 3, he's the exact image, the representation of the Father. Um, you know, we, we look at the scripture, it says, as he is, so are you to the world. So for me, it's like I, 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 I stand steadfast on the person of Jesus because that's who we are. And say, so I am Jesus, but as he is, so are you to the world. So my experience may not necessarily be lining up to uh, to the word of God, but I'm not going to change the word of God to meet my experience. So do I have, you know, do I have trials? Do I have tribulations? Do I have, uh, you know, medical conditions in my own family? Well, of, of course I, of course I do, but that doesn't mean it's from God. And so I, I think that the danger becomes when we say, well, you know, that God, 
God sent this to teach us a lesson. I don't, yeah. I don't think God sent sickness to teach a less to teach us a lesson. He sent Jesus Christ to teach sickness a lesson. And so I, I need to, I hold on constantly to that plumb line of not, of not, not moving from that plumb line of the person of Jesus. Right. So I, you know, it's very easy to teach healing out of the Bible. Right. But it doesn't mean it's from the gospel. You, you know, and it's like, for example, you know, it's, if you obey my commands and keep my statutes, I'll heal you. Mm. Sounds good, but that's the Bible, and that's not the gospel. Yeah. Right? That's not what Jesus is talking about. So, yeah. so I, I'm very cautious to keep Jesus as the absolute, absolute right. problem of my life, and regardless of what I go through. So I'm not dictated by my experience. I'm dictated to by what I see in the person of Jesus. That's my standard. Full stop. Stop. No question marks. No question Good. marks. Yeah. How how have you um, in that and and you know I'm with you. I'm on the same page as, as that. How how have you uh, you know we um, what am I trying to say? We we just maintain. I mean, I know what Bethel's like. You know, there's it's it, you're around this big bonfire. It's, it's easy to get stirred up. It's easy to get, you know, things. But, um, you know, when you're not around that, when, you you know, you're on your own, you're out, you know, middle of nowhere preaching in the conference or whatever you're doing and you, um, you know, you're not in this in bubble of um, hope and faith-filled. Uh, and, and maybe it's been weeks, months, days, whatever, where you haven't seen a breakthrough happen that you, you're believing for and you're going after and you're holding true to this. It's like this doesn't waver. That the truth of Jesus and He's the example that we're going for. Um, how have you personally uh, kept kept yourself in that place of um, uh, not hungering out of a, a false desperation of like something I, I lack or something I don't have, but just going, okay, I, I prayed for that person. I didn't see the breakthrough happen. Um, and the next time I pray, I want to see the breakthrough happen. And I, yeah. I want to pursue that. You know, how how is that? How have you done that in your own personal life? Well, I think that's a two-part answer. The first part would be is that when I don't see breakthrough in a particular area, you've got to. I come back. I obviously never blame the person, right? The shortfall's sure. not on the person's side, and the shortfall's right. not, and the shortfall's not on God's side, right? And there's only one other person left in that equation, you know. But without yeah. being without beating myself up, which is not helpful either. You've got to come back to that place of saying, Father, that person came to me to get you and they didn't get you. They obviously got me. Mm -hmm. You know, I need a greater revelation of who I am. So it comes back to our identity of, you know, like got to feed on the identity of understanding who I am. The, yeah. the second thing that I would say is to stay in that place of, of, of feasting and staying full and making sure that I'm really operating out of that place is that I decided many years ago, it's not my pastor's responsibility to feed me. Yeah, it's good. If you think it's your pastor's responsibility to feed you, you're heading for, you're heading for a shipwreck if they give a bad message. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Everyone listening. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm and safe we, with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I if I only ate if I only ate once a week, I'd die of starvation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's unfortunately that's how most of the church live. They eat once a week, and then and then they eat and then go home and roast what they just ate. Mm, mm. Yeah. They pick it. They pick it apart. You you know, and it's like so. So hearing a message, I went to church this morning. You know. Um, it's probably the third time and third or fourth time in four months because of the current situation, but I don't need to go to church to keep myself fed. And I'm not against church. Please don't hear that. Please don't think I just said that. Well, I don't need to go to church then. It's like, no, that's not what I said, but I know how to feed myself. I'm always meditating on something out of the word of the Lord because it's, it's my responsibility to feed me. It's not my pastor's. It's nobody else's. We, 
Like if you think it's your pastor's job to feed you, I hear it all the time, Liam, I go to conferences and people say, well, you know, what am I meant to do now? My pastor doesn't feed me. Like you've just fed us. Wow. And I'm like, oh, hold, oh, hold on. Wow. I said, when, when did it become his job to feed you? Mm. Like, are you being spoon fed with mashed mm. vegetables? You know, we've got to learn to feed ourselves because that's how we stay in that place of, of actually staying full that we've got something to give somebody else. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I love, I know I, I, I might get the quote wrong here. I remember you talked about uh, when you were here last, you mentioned um, the, moment you, the moment you put the eye into the equation, you, you've sort of lost the, lost the battle, you know, in, it, in the focus is on you again yeah um versus keeping our eyes fixed on jesus as the main right. well, i love that you know, yes. as galatians 220 says it's no longer i that lives but it's christ that lives in me so at the cross you know we were co-crucified and co-resurrected so it's no longer i that lives that i became we so we you know separation is an illusion yeah that's good <laughs> oh i like that that's good yeah i i think um I'd love you to just share. I know you you shared on it. I think, and for those that um, want to go back, it's in our podcast, it's in our YouTube um, things. But I, I wrote it down. I'd, I'd love you just to share briefly on uh, you you shared a message on the difference between the faith of Christ and the faith in Christ. I think if I if I got that right, and yeah, revelation because I feel like that's something that I know over the last four or five years I've just seen. Um, confusion in the body of christ around this i think quite simple word faith but it's yeah like, absolutely when we when we go down healing and all that stuff people are like oh is it my faith is it this faith is it their faith is it whose faith is it you know and there's this sort of confusion around it and i'd, I'd love to kind of yeah. dovetail onto that yeah I, I think liam if i asked most people uh in regards to healing why why do you think you don't see it i think that the most common answer would probably be it's got to be lack of faith and um and you know so let me let me let me teach into that for a second on uh, and then i'll tell a story and then you know and then i think it helped to kind of illustrate it a little bit is that again it comes down to our identity right so what what is what is the what's the baseline what's home base of the identity of the believer right mm. it's, it's in him mm. Right, so it's not in what I do, right? It's in who, who I am and whose I am and who's in me, right? So the, the baseline of our identity is in him, right? Yeah. That's, that's home, yeah. right, in him. So if I, if, I, if I am in him and the word of the Lord says, as he is, so are you to the world, then you show me where he lacked faith, mm. right? He wasn't sick. He didn't sin, right? So if so, therefore, I really believe that faith is more internal rather than external. When we understand the position mm. of our identity of being in Him, yeah. we don't. We we have the faith of God rather than faith in God. In God, in some external thing. Yeah. Right, because I'm already I'm already in Him, and we see in scriptures like uh, Mark 11 where Jesus says to Peter, "Have faith in Christ." Uh, um, we say, "Have faith in Christ." It actually should be translated, "Have faith of Christ." Yeah. Yeah. Right, so if the baseline of home base is in him, then I think we often miss the miraculous because we don't think that we have enough faith, but now we're really operating outside of our identity. Yeah. So we treat faith more externally, like it's something that needs to be beaten up, uh, you know, drummed up within us, not beaten drummed up, up. Yeah, yeah. drummed up. Yeah, like, yeah. Beat some, you know, it's like, I'm going to fast more, I've got to pray more, I've got to do this more. Yeah, yeah. Right, which we end up really going to performance to get it. And we see in the story of um, 
the woman with the issue of blood, she comes to Jesus, right? And she touches the garment of Jesus and Jesus stops not to heal her, but Jesus stops to click the testimony because she had already been healed. Right. And so it wasn't a question, you know, why did she stop Jesus? Why did she go after and touch Jesus's garment? She went after and touched Jesus' garment because she saw he was healing people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't say that she had great faith. Mm. She, she, so, so therefore if we see God in his nature, he sees us in our faith because it says, and I think it's in one Peter or two Peter, it says that we may grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't say that we may grow in the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I, do I want to see the church grow in faith? Well, absolutely. But I think that the, that becomes the byproduct of understanding our identity and growing in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. So then, so faith it comes by hanging out with the faithful one. It's not something that I need to try and drum up externally. So when, but when we see him in his nature, he sees us in our faith. Right. Like, so the woman with the issue, the woman with the issue of blood, he, she, she sees him in his nature and then he turns and says, what great faith. But she never came with a question of faith. She came because she saw him in his nature. So when we see him in his nature, he sees us in our faith. That's and I, I, I honestly think, Liam, it's probably one of the, the biggest pitfalls mm. in the church is that we don't think that we have enough faith for healing. That perhaps we don't think we have enough faith because we don't know who we are. Yeah. Right? So um, just a few months ago, I was probably, heck, when was it? Beginning of the year. I don't know. Time's it's been a funny season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've lost track of time. That's right. Well, every, we in every day, yeah. every day feels the same. You know. Let's just go yeah. back to. Let's go back to the start of 2020. Do a do over. Yeah. <laughs> right. So re recently, and after I was with you, I was in San Diego, and I I got to have a private meeting with a very very well known lady. You wouldn't know the lady, but you'd know her boss without question. Right, everybody in the world would know her boss. Right, uh, I'm sure. not going to obviously say her boss is, but everybody would know her boss. And uh, and she sat with me. Uh, we sat on the outside uh, by a fireplace, and we were talking. And her 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 car had broken down, and she put her head under the the bonnet to fix the and the stick that holds the thing up snapped. And yeah, yeah, right. Whacked her head in, oh, and man. she had four years of severe concussion and she's an executive PA. So now she's not able to read and write. Right. Wow. And so I said to her, I, I feel like the Lord said to me, I want you to bring it, bring her into an alignment with my word. Right. So, uh, so I, I'm thinking, oh, I wonder what that means. So I said to her, we started off talking about the conversation about union, right? Like we're in him. That's, home base mm. right we have everything we're in him like that that's that's the baseline that's my identity in him as he is so are you to the world it's not as he is so you might become it's you're in him you are so we had, yeah. yeah so we had this talk about union right and then i and then the lord says bring her bring her into an alignment so i said well isn't it amazing that isn't it amazing it's God's will to heal? And she goes, yes, yes, amazing. You know, so I knew that that wasn't the lie, you know? And I'm like, sure. isn't, isn't it amazing there's no divine purpose in you being sick? And she said, no, none, none at all, you know? So I knew that that wasn't the lie. And I said, isn't it amazing that it's God's time for your miracle? And she said, oh, yes, it's always his time. So I knew that that wasn't the lie, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, isn't it amazing? It's not, a, it's not about our performance. And she goes, yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, so I knew that that wasn't the lie, right? <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, what is blocking this miracle? And then I stopped and I said, so what do you think the lie is? What, no, I'm sorry. I said, why do you think, what do you think the blockage is for you not being healed? And she pauses and she said, oh, that's very simple. 
And I said, it is, or what is it? And she said, it has to be my lack of faith. Right. And I said, whoa, 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 hold on. Hold on. Home base. <laughs> I said, what did we start this conversation about, home base? And she said, you mean about being in him, about practicing union, that we're in him? And I'm like, uh-huh. And I said, I think you need to pause for a minute and practice union. And we stopped and she just stops and she puts her head back on this couch and she shuts her eyes and she's like, whoa, wow. And about four seconds into it, she goes, she opens her eyes and she said, oh my gosh. And I'm like, what? And she said, it just lifted. Come on. And she's completely healed on the spot like that. When she practiced in union because she'd been believing the lie that faith was external rather than internal, right? It's not the faith in, it's the faith of that she's already got what she needs. Her attention, her focus was just wrong. And she sits there and she goes, it's gone. She said, the confusion, I just felt the stuff, like everything, the confusion, the, the pain, everything just lifted off as soon as I practiced that union. And I said, really? I said, so what can't you do? And she said, well, I already told you I can't read. And I had my Bible there and I opened it to, you know, my, one of my favorite chapters, Matthew 7 and 8. And I threw it to her and I said, well, read this out loud. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, I wouldn't normally be able to read one sentence, you know, and she opens it and out loud, she started reading Matthew 7 and she never stopped until she got to the end of Matthew 8. And she, she wrote to me a couple of months later to thank me for her miracle and told me that, you know, she's completely, she was completely made whole that day without any confusion ever returning. So I, I so that's the story I, you know, I wanted to like to, to add to it is to say yeah. that I really do think it's the faith, it's the faith of Christ. And that becomes as a byproduct of recognizing, recognizing, union that we're in him that's home base he okay. is home base that's our home base is in him he doesn't lack faith he doesn't struggle with sin he doesn't you know everyone that came to him was healed mm. that's so good I, I i'm thinking of so many you know the truth knowing the truth will set you free you know uh ephesians 1 18 you know what you talked about with peter of you know so often paul prayed you know you know, pray, I pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened, that you would know, that you would know the truth, that you would know what's already been deposited inside of you. This isn't something, like you said, that we have to drum up and work towards. I pray you'd grow in faith. It's, I pray you'd grow in the knowledge of what you've already become. Yeah. 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 Amen. Yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah. Hey, I love that, Chris. And um, I, I'd love you to just share maybe one or two um, of just maybe some of your favorite testimonies. And then if you had anything that personally for us, um, you know, for, for Glory City Melbourne that you, you had on your heart uh, or you want anything you wanted to add to that. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to, I mean, I've heard some of your, um, you know, you see yeah. Yeah, you've, you've heard, you've heard some of them and, you know, and, and honestly this year hasn't been a great year for that because I've got a lot of people to pray for that was pre COVID, you know, so it's just been, it's been at home and, uh, but you went, but let me at the end, uh, I've got a couple of thoughts that I just love to throw out for glory city. And I'm not sure whether the thoughts that I touched on when, uh, when I was there, and I'm sure that there are also thoughts that are not new to you. So, but hopefully it'll just be, uh, just a, a refreshing to you. Um, but yeah, it's been, you know, over the years, there's been, there's been so many amazing miracles. And I think I shared the one of the lady that had the new com the complete new bowels, you, you know, yes, when I was we, down we've there got that video you. still. The yep. photos of that, and that was just a that was a spectacular miracle. But we've seen a lot of people healed of COVID uh, over over Skype and over the healing okay. rooms. Um, we've, there's been a number of them that have had all symptoms completely disappear. You know why they've been receiving ministry over the um, over the over the computer, uh, which has been which has been amazing. 
one of the one of the probably the most this is this is a number of years ago but this is probably one of the most spectacular miracles that that i think that i'd ever seen and it's really what launched me is that um i just got to pray for a crippled boy and uh he had his legs his legs are like pretzels and uh they're just all twisted and he was about five his name was rustin trowel which in english means bright and shining light and uh, I just I held him, and I I didn't know I didn't know what he needed a miracle for. He was actually asleep at the time, and I took him off his grandmother, and I was just holding him and looking and just looking at him, and just 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 really moved with compassion. And and he's a he's a little brown boy, and uh, Indian boy, and uh, he he was asleep in my arms, and he woke up, and you know when he went to sleep, he was in his grandmother's arms, and when he woke up, he was in a, you know someone that's you know white stranger. White as snow, looking at him, you know, <laughs> and he and he burst into tears. And I had uh, I had a pocket full of uh, bag of MMs in my pocket. Then I so I just stuffed an MM in his mouth, and he loved that. So I just you know he he instantly became my friend. And I asked the grandmother, I said, "What does does he just need blessing?" And she said, "No, he's never walked, he's never stood, and he's you know never taken a step before in his life." And uh, so I just began to minister to this little, little man and I taught him in English. Uh, in, uh, I Sorry, I taught him in his own, uh, in, in English, which is more Jesus, but in his language was Inca Jesus. So I was just saying, you know, you just, you know, I asked him just to say more Jesus, more Jesus. So he's saying Inca Jesus, Inca Jesus, you know. And I um, I was with a friend and I said, why don't, I said, I'll hold his legs and uh, you hold you hold his arms and I'll just straighten his legs down and they're all scissoring up. And so I just held him to the ground and I you know, and I just, and I said, okay, you hold his arms. I got his legs. Let's just physically walk him, you know, and we, and I, and I just start walking him and we're just praying and declaring over him and he just walks off. And, uh, and I'm, uh, uh, he cut it. There must've been a misunderstanding. You know, like he's obviously not crippled. I must have misunderstood the grandmother. So I turned to the grandmother and I said, what What was it that he needed? And she's sobbing and she said, I already told you he can't walk. He's never stood and he's never taken a step. And he's just like walking off going, and this is now about two in the morning. And uh, they got paged over the PA system because his truck to his village was leaving and you know, and uh, that that really, really marked me, you know, and that was the very early stages of the healing ministry in 2005. That really marked me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it was actually when I look back on my life, it was probably one of the most marking things that like if I if I wasn't convinced that miracles are real, that was the turning point of like, mm. I give my life to this. Mm. I, I'm not. I'm not changing the subject. You know, I've seen it. I saw the power of God. I saw how it changed the life. I'm not backing off. Mm. And and now it's been that was oh five. So that's you know what what are we at now? That's twenty years. Sixteen years uh, ago. Yeah. Yeah, sixteen years ago. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Praise yeah. God. Gosh, we serve an amazing Father. Hey. Yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah. I've got a, I've got a thought that I'd I'd love to yeah, just love to. Do. And yeah. you know, like I say, you guys are you know I I know you guys you know I know what you guys get fed down there and you know so I'm probably teaching you and maybe I taught on this when I was down there but I was just reading it again tonight and it's Romans five and I I love I love Romans mm-hmm. you know I've just really it's probably one of the richest books of the bible for me you know it's romans and it says it says in romans five nineteen, and i think it's very prevalent to it's very prevalent to what we're in today you know and the as far as lockdowns and not feeling like i can do much apart from you know mm. change my house fix my house you know <laughs> play with the dog fix my kitchen fix my kitchen you know <laughs> clean the clean the floor again you know <laughs> but it says in romans five nineteen, it says for what by one man's disobedience many were made sinners also by one man's obedience many may be made righteous many will be made righteous 
and and at this at, it's very easy for it's very easy for our identity to become in what we do but our identity is not in what we do our identity is who we are and and it's like i i've gone through this season Liam, where it's like you know like you you know my travel schedule i mean i've just been so busy the last few years you know i've had 13 years now of, of traveling intensely and it's very easy. I've just been really transparent. It's very easy for your identity to become on what you do, but what happens to your identity when you can't do what you do anymore? Mm. You know, and it's been, it was a challenging season because for the first few weeks when I was at home, I was pulling my hair out. It's like, oh my gosh, I, you know, this, this lockdown better be over in two weeks because if it's not over in two weeks, I've, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say I was suicidal, but I would say I'd rather be dead. Mm, mm. And, and two or three weeks into it, I'm like, I feel like I'd lost hope. Mm. And I, and I actually said to my wife, I'd rather be dead. Mm. And I, I, I began to realize that my identity had become in what I did as opposed to who wow. I am and how easy it is to make that transition mm. into your identity being what you do as opposed to who you are. And it's really important because I, it's a powerful verse because it says, by one man's act of disobedience, all became sinners. So my identity is not, let's just say I sin, that's still not my identity. Mm. Right, so I'm not a sinner, and I'm not a sinner saved by grace. I'm a Christian that had a sinful experience, but that's not my identity. So good, right? And I'm not. I'm obviously not advocating sin. I'm just saying when we sin, mm. it's still not our identity. But on on the same side is that that's the wrong side, you know, like the bad side of the coin. What do you call it? The wrong yep. thing, sin, whatever. But on this, on the other side of the coin is that what I do right doesn't make me righteous. Right. right. So, so my identity is not formed by what I do right. I do what I do right because of my identity, not for identity. So good. Great. Right. So, so yep. it's just, it's like, and you know, and I know that you guys are looking at going into, uh, you know, some kind of potential, potential lockdown that sounds like it's probably harder than, what we had here in California, um, though we've been in a sort of some form of continuous lockdown now for, you know, five months, but it's not, you know, we've always been able to get out of the house to buy essential things. I mean, the different, mm -hmm. the question is, is what's essential? I mean, I think fishing is essential because I need food <laughs> and mental health. So I fly to Florida to go fishing, you know, that's Amen. essential, you know. <laughs> Um, so, so it's like, so I've really, I've really been pondering on that scripture hundreds of times over the season because I've, you know, for the first few months, I super frustrated, super, super frustrated with season. And now I've come to the place where I've really embraced the season because I really like, you know what, because I'm not seeing this secured and I'm not preaching. I used to preach 400 times a year. I probably preached, you know six or seven times this year. I've got to preach 23 times this month, actually, all on video conferences around the world. It's the busiest month of all. But, but I was preaching 400 times a year to preaching nothing, pretty much nothing, a few video things like this and, you know, stuff. And, but I've learned, I've actually embraced this season. I've actually so enjoyed it because I've really, like, really grasped that, you know what, it doesn't change my identity. So good. You know, whether I'm preaching or whether I'm at work or whether I'm, you know, whatever is my identity first and foremost is home base. It's in him. And that doesn't change because of the circumstance or the environment or this or the or the, the what's happening in the air. You know, it's it doesn't my identity doesn't change because I'm locked down at home. And so, so it doesn't so whether I'm healing the sick or I just sinned, right? My identity still hasn't changed. I'm still a son and that's home base. And I think that that's really what's helped me get through the season of, of really recognizing and coming back to that place that I'm not defined by what I do. I'm defined by who I am. So what, who am I? I'm in him. And so whether I'm healing the sick, I'm preaching 400 times a year, 
or I'm renovating my kitchen makes no difference. So good. Or playing with the dog or, you know, just laying on the couch all day because I've got nothing to do and, you know, just scratching <laughs> my head thinking I'm bored and I check my emails once again. You know, it's like it, it doesn't change who it doesn't change who we are. And I just I really want to encourage uh, I really want to encourage you because I know that I, I've, I've met I, I speak with many people around the world and and I'm hearing this same theme come through right from some older people too you know it's not just young people it's older people as well it's like i'm feeling really lost in the season feeling really really lost i'm feeling really confused and perhaps it's because our identity is becoming what we do as opposed to who we are yeah i agree yeah and you know and if you're in this season where you know you get locked up at home for a couple of weeks or a month or six months or whatever it is I would, I would challenge you. It's going to be a very frustrating season if you don't know who you are. Mm. And if your identity is becoming what you do as opposed to who you are, you're going to be clawing into the walls and you too will probably want to take your study out and build a double-sized kitchen, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the Lord said to me at the start of the year over Christmas, he said, he is so clear to me, he said, and I was preaching this when I was in Australia over uh, in the beginning of the year, he said to me, it's going to be a year rest. And I, I just... I just thought he meant a position of the heart, you know, like he's going to bring me yeah, into a yeah. place of rest, you know, like, yeah. oh, great. I'm, I'm going yeah. I'm, I'm to get first class more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get those you beds. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I just didn't realize he meant, I just didn't realize he meant this much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, but I've become, I've embraced this season so much that I know I'm not, but I'd be happy to retire now. Mm-hmm. you know it does it doesn't bother me whether i right. got to preach again you you know and it's like you know what mm. i'm gonna embrace my identity because i'm not defined by what i do i'm defined by who i so am good. and i'd be quite yep. happy to actually you know i said to my wife this twice last week can i retire <laughs> you know and she said <laughs> and she said amen please do no no <laughs> she, she said yes she can but you know like i reminded her just retirement doesn't pay my bills you know so it's <laughs> yeah. like it's it that balance that right <laughs> yeah 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 that's right yeah, yeah. so i just i just want to i just want to challenge the you know your your congregation there at uh, glory city is that you know, just embrace the season. It's like, mm. you know, because I think if you don't embrace the season, you're going to get super frustrated. You're going to claw the walls down. You're not going to learn anything. And it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, and you just become more and more frustrated the longer and longer this goes on. And I mean, you should have seen me at the start. I mean, I was like, Rah. you know, but now it's just like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. I really don't want to go back to work. You know, I'm just really enjoying like the God said it's going to be a year of rest. So it's like, I think he, you know, like he knows what he's doing. I'm just gonna, I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to, I'm going to rest and, you know, construction's over now. And I'm like, you know, it's just like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So that, that'd be my, that would be my encouragement to to you all is like really learn to embrace the season and don't feel lost in the season. It's like, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I'll be really honest. There's still days where it feels like it creeps up, you know, it's like, sure. cause I know, cause I know I'm, I know I'm born for a purpose, yeah. you know, and I, and I'd have to say, I don't know that I'm completely fulfilling that purpose right now in life, but you know what? Sure. It, still, it still doesn't change who I am. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for your um your vulnerability there too, Chris. Really, I, I think it's it's you know it's a healthy vulnerability of honesty and just going, hey, this is where I was at. This is a good reminder. You know, this is uh, you know I need you know especially I know your passion and your heart of, of for identity and and you know preaching that week in week out righteousness this is we're not what we do it's who we are and you know hearing you just say that is uh yeah it's awesome thank thank you for being yeah. really I, vulnerable in that you know oh you're so welcome i think it's you know it's what it's really it's what needed you know people people want vulnerability people want people to be they vulnerable do. they can look at people yeah you know like me and say oh my gosh he's actually human 
<laughs> yeah, oh, that's good. Hey, I would am, you? Would I have you... my weaknesses. <laughs> would you? Um, would you pray for us? And uh, yeah, just re- just pray for us. That'd yeah. Yeah, yeah, Father, we, we thank you for those precious people at Glory City and anyone that's watching this uh, video cast. And Lord, I just pray that in this season that there'd be some, you'd do something so special in our hearts, God, that it would be what the enemy has meant for bad or just turn to the most spectacular thing because we'd have amazing family relationships and family time out of it or that it won't be a frustrating time, but it'll just be a refreshing time of relationships and family and God and, and rest. And so father, I just pray, I just pray that this is going to be a really, really good time. Father, I just pray you bless them in Jesus name. Yeah. Amen. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris, we uh, we appreciate you taking the time uh, in a busy month in in a, in a month of twenty three preachers. <laughs> I got to I got to preach I got to preach twelve times at one conference in Malaysia in two weeks and three days. Yeah, yeah. And then and then I uh, as soon as I've done, I've got to go and speak in Germany. Obviously. From oh, home, yeah. I've got to speak yeah, yeah, yeah. Germany at a conference uh, three times immediately after that. So I'm doing 12, 13, 14. I was speaking 15 times in three days, four days, I think it is. Wow, so I've just, it's just some stuff that's accumulated. It's been really quiet. So I don't know, maybe, maybe the Lord's just like, okay, you've caught the lesson now. I'll Rest just is over. It. Rest <laughs> is over. I'm going to start working here now. <laughs> Uh, no, well, we appreciate you taking the time, and, and thanks for thanks for jumping on, sharing your heart and your wisdom, and and uh, yeah, we love we love having you on. So yeah, oh bless you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, bless thanks, you guys. Man. Cool. And uh, we just also pray that this COVID devil is going to quickly come to an end. It's going to rapidly, rapidly come to an end. Yeah. Amen. Oh, we say amen to that. Absolutely. Maybe it's going to come to the end, the day of the U.S. elections. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't care when it is. Just get this thing done. Yep. Yeah. Let's not wait that long. Let's get it, just get it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Amen. Awesome. All right, Thanks, my friend. Okay. Yeah, bless you guys. Bye-bye. Bye.